Hi, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a counterterrorism professional turned career coach, Forbes columnist, spokesperson, and now author with my book now available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. You can probably guess the name. It's also called U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, and design your dream career. I wrote the U-Turn book and created the U-Turn Podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are and upgrade your confidence in work and love. Also, if you order a copy of your book right now, we're giving away a free bundle of courses on money mindset, on how to start a side hustle, on how to find your purpose in the workforce, and so much more. All you got to do is upload a screenshot of your receipt over at uturnbook.com. That's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N book.com. You can learn about the courses, upload your receipt, and get access to them from ordering our book right there, right now, while it's still available. Also, this episode has been brought to you by our sponsor, Organifi, my absolute favorite wellness brand out there. So if you'd like to get some of their products, just type in the code U-Turn at checkout, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N, for 20% off. You know how much I love their chocolate and vanilla protein, and I could just talk about it until I'm blue in the face. It's the ultimate healthy treat for your sweet tooth. Now let's get into this week's episode. is to simply express who you are and who you truly are without editing who you are. And I love to really point out that it's not about what is creativity, it's about really where is creativity. And creativity is a combination of everything you have ever seen, everything you have ever smelled, everything you went through, all your experiences, all the books you have read, all the people you have loved. And the mixture of that, your brain takes all your experiences, blends it to create something new. So everything, who, who you are, already is the very, the very creativity that is inside you. And how can you use those experiences to create something out of it is basically for you to figure out. friends we've got you quite the delight this week in the work category i'm bringing dorota stanzik onto the show she is a polish transformational artist a creative director a conscious creativity trainer a speaker and a writer Um, she has a particular knack for helping you work with your creativity love yourself uh, and release creative blocks so i figured we'd bring her on to figure out how can you produce better work and more impactful work so Dorota, thank you so much for being here on the show it's a pleasure thank you yeah and you know anybody who's listening like i don't know if you you u-turners know but before an episode i usually will ask a guest like what are your three or four thoughts on this topic and we don't really get into them i just know what they are mm-hmm. and with dorota who's an expert on creativity we're just flowing so this is m- more fun and keeps me on my toes so thank you for suggesting it of course so tell me like what got you so interested in creativity and self-love well, um, I've been working um, as a creative director for the last 10 years and I started, um, I study art first of all, uh, so it was always a part of a part of my life and 
Um, I work in all sorts of industry, fashion industry, movie industry, advertising industry, music industry. And, and it got me to the point when I was feeling that it was, it became very superficial. It wasn't enough. And on a personal level, I suffered from actually very rare uh, disease uh, for many, many years. So I was on my personal journey to find sort of a healing method or a spiritual teacher who could potentially guide me to, to heal myself because there was no cure for my disease. And that led me to discover meditation. And with meditation, I actually, uh, within a 10 days, I instantaneously cured myself completely and I never uh, have taken any medication since. So that uh, sort of woke up in me a massive fascination for altered states of consciousness and of consciousness in general. And I discovered that the fundamental sort of reason for my disease was that I was rejecting myself. So I was rejecting parts of myself that that um, for many, many years I, I couldn't accept and I couldn't even see. And so I started to interview experts from all around the world on, in the fields of conscious, co- consciousness, personal growth, altered states of consciousness. And I then ended up working as a creative director for Mindvalley, which is one of the biggest digital publishing houses in personal growth. And this was the first time when actually my creativity could be combined with personal growth. And, and that was uh, from just pure fulfillment um, because I discovered that, first of all, it is possible to combine those two. And secondly, creativity can become hugely transformational uh, for other people and you can actually use it as a healing tool. And my focus right now is to really create transformational art experiences and events that, that, that can shift our consciousness. So we don't have to any longer go to a retreat or seven days um, event. You can actually go to art gallery and with the help of technology, uh, you can experience yourself differently. You can change your perception. You can shift your beliefs. It slightly changes how you perceive yourself. And this is this is how um, I got to where I am right now. <laughs> um, and I know that, you know, for me, Dorota, when I started writing my book, I went through this like weird victimized state where I've always identified as a writer. Mm. And it was so hard for me to, to get to writing. Really? Um, I can, I can, give, yeah. I can give you so many tips on writing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you do personally to spark more creativity? Because I, I don't know, is it that everybody's different? Like for me, I find that when I travel, I'm more creative. I don't know if it's because I yes. have more free time. I'm sitting on an airplane and I'm not focused mm-hmm. or if, that new energies and cultures like refresh my thoughts and yes. so what do you do to if somebody right now is listening and they just feel stuck this is an excellent question and it's it's actually you noticed very well then when you travel your creativity sparks and this is completely normal not because of um, actually you traveling and and you know having that additional and additional time but being forced to be in the present moment. That's the key. When we travel, because of the novelty 
that surrounds us, we are literally forced to be here and now. It's as if you were taking, you know, uh, going to work every day and taking a different path, a new path. You, your mind would be forced to look around, to, fo- to, to, to basically experience your reality as it is. And this is a fundamental key to not only sparks creativity, but also flow state. Stephen Kotler, who wrote a book on Stealing Fire along um, with Jamie Will, are, is explaining flow state um, with basically analyzing four commonalities that exist in all arctic states, which will be selflessness, timelessness, effortlessness, and richness. So this is the moment, basically, when we are here and now, where our, our ego disappears, when we feel when we forget about ourselves when we have downloads of idea and information and we basically flow and forget completely about the time so this is a fundamental key to really to really activate creativity so what can you do uh, if you don't travel simply do things differently do things in unusual way pick different way to go to your work or to see a friend brush your teeth um, with with left-hand side if you're a right-hand side um, person. And use try to stimulate your brain, basically, by doing things in an unusual way. And that is going to, uh, to really help you uh, with being creative because you will surprise yourself. You will do things unusually, so your brain will be forced to be in the right-hand side. And then secondly... It's really, it really is about creating a little bit of boredom in your life. We are basically living in the society on, um, on very high speed and we are filled with tasks, daily tasks that we have to do. And we are very rarely actually functioning from a place where we can just wake up and feel what we feel like doing, what we feel inspired to do, what we feel motivated to do. We don't create ever a space for for actually that connection within ourselves. We open our list of things we have to do and then we jump into them. Most of the time we we will feel unmotivated for half of those things because simply we are not following our intuition for whatever is right for us in this specific moment. So what I mean by this is that when writing comes from for example, inspiration for writing comes from two things. First of all, the moment that sometimes you just you just have that moment when you feel like writing and you will ignore it and you will not sit down and actually write in that moment. So you in in to to certain point you are actually limiting yourself to channel that information an idea that wants to come for you. But also inspiration for writing and for any creativity comes from actually doing it regularly. So you can actually program your brain to uh, become and activate itself for creativity in a specific moment. For example, if you choose to write every single day at 8 p.m. or 8 a.m., doesn't matter, uh, within a week, your brain actually will activate itself automatically at this time. It's, it's literally programming ourselves in, in with, with positive uh, habits and positive tasks. And great thing um, to, to add to your uh, writing look would be to say that it's even easier and um, much easier to 
enter back into the flow if you don't finish what you write. If you leave literally your writing in the middle of the sentence and never in the end of the chapter, because when you leave it at the end of the chapter, something is over. So when you, every time you sit back to writing, you need to actually start over from, from something that new that wants to come for you. When you finish your writing mm-hmm. in the middle of the sentence, when you sit back, you are right back into the flow. So, so you are mu- much more likely to, 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 to really get um, your idea much quicker. And it's just a matter of habit. So creating that that space and that time to be creative, it's really fundamental. And, and what I mentioned before, it's become a little bit bored. It's actually really positive things for creativity. Um, it's to create that space when you do literally nothing, you don't consume any information. You don't look at your phone. You don't look at your computer. You don't cook. You don't clean. You sit down. And at first it's going to be it might be actually very uncomfortable because we are not used to it. But with a time, sparks of of ideas are starting to come to you. And I think much one of the most healthier habits that I both practice and, and really recommend to everyone is to take one hour per day where when you do nothing, you literally just sit with yourself and the only thing you can do is to journal because sometimes things wants to, wants to come through. It's good to write them down, but that's it. And just having um, and getting used to spending time with yourself and, and becoming comfortable with that space will really not only transform your life completely for better, will build that amazing connection that you can um, have with yourself, will spark self-love, will spark joy, will spark inspiration, and definitely creativity. I love what you're saying because like just the other day I was speaking to a client and he, like a lot of people I've worked with, he's really smart and he wants to make a career change and one of the themes that I'm noticing with him is that he constantly wants to go to a different country or like city. Mm. And whenever I hear that, it's almost like avoiding himself. Like he's constantly seeking stimulus, you know, like something new. And so it's such a fine line, right. Between like doing things like traveling and, you know, sparking creativity, but you kind of got to the deeper piece, which is really just being present. And when you travel and you, new things, you're just so present to your surroundings. And I love your recommendation to just sit there and get present. Well, that's because if you practice that presence, you you are much more likely to become present in general. And when you become Mm. present in general, your life improves, your well-being improves. You can't get sick. It literally is is very difficult to get sick for people who are in the present moment. It boosts your entire immune system. So it's a way of being. It's a way of living. And state by definition, is a state. When people want to get to peak states or flow states or ecstatic states, they become some so-called flow state junkies when they will travel, do extreme sports, do traveling, anything to stimulate uh, and get into that flow. And it's a very mm. seductive uh, state because it's, it's literally releases five more addictive neurochemicals our brain can produce. Um, So it feels really good. But 
it is not stable and it does not improve your well-being in general. It becomes so, sort of a drug, a feeling that becomes a drug. And I'm actually, my whole philosophy is to really create out of the present moment the maximum of our experience without seeking anything. Mm, beautiful. And also, you know, like one thing that I feel can be really slippery about the present moment is that, you know, like for me, I'm writing a book. And so a lot of people who are listening, you know, if you're, you know, tuning into this, taking notes, it's like, yeah, I want to get present and follow whatever is flowing through me, but I still have to get back to that same old report that I need to write and be really creative with, or, you know, and and so sometimes I feel like what you want to say or what's coming through you doesn't match what you have to do. Like, how do you bridge that gap so that you're honoring and creating and generating creativity, but you're also executing on like the rhythm of what you need to be doing? Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic question. And I just wrote an article about this today, actually. Um, So it's a massive coincidence. How we work and all decisions we are taking, it either comes from our heart or our mind. That's it. And where where there will be a fight between those two, uh, there will be a discomfort. You will feel unsettled. You will feel unhappy. You might feel depressed might feel angry. Every fight is always an inner fight. And that will reflect in our reality. We are going to to attract unharmonious events and experiences to actually be just a mirror of what is happening inside us. And so when intuition and creativity and spark of ideas comes from our heart, through our heart. It's, it, can't, it's, it doesn't come from our mind. It's literally, as Einstein said, um, all ideas are a spark of intuition, the best ideas. They might come in dreams, they might come in a moment of presence, but they don't come from a process of thinking. They just seems to appear there. And that's what true um, and very valid idea uh, sort of look like and the thing is when you have that list of things you have to do you operate only through your mind so most of the time you kill those moments a possibility to 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 really be creative and invent something and and maybe even you know as intuition like maybe even change your life ideas are and intuition are showing up through desire. So when you ignore your desire, this is when you ignore your intuition. So for example, I wake up one day and I have plenty of stuff to do, but I feel like having massage. And I don't understand why I feel it, but I feel this desire that I have to go out and and get it. And I have a choice. I can either ignore that desire or I can... I can honor that desire and say, okay, I will work until a little bit later tonight. And mm. on the way to this massage, I might meet love of my life. I might meet an ex-colleague who will propose me uh, to become a business partner. Something might happen. And this is how synchronicity works in general. And our in- intuition can guide us uh, in any other way that for our desires. And it's in that moment that we we are fully aligned with ourselves. And when we are fully aligned with ourselves, whatever we do will be the best possible option. 
So in other words, when you ignore that intuition, that inner voice, that the desire that you have in that moment, whatever you will do, it, your heart will simply not be there. So it's impossible to do it 100%. Yeah. So when you know that, how I do it is that I those desires that are really, really strong, I will never ignore them because I know some magical some something magical might happen. So I will honor that. And then when that is done, you free up the space and actually you are much more likely to feel inspired to do all the rest and much more likely you will do it actually faster and better. So the moment you will ignore that desire, you create a conflict and it's almost impossible that whatever you will do will be done, will be done actually in, in the best possible way. If that makes sense. Okay. Makes sense. And yeah. well, let's say somebody's listening to this and they're taking some notes and they're thinking to themselves, like, I'm always, I, I feel like my heart and my head are always at war. Like maybe they're in a job that you know, isn't working for them and they feel really disconnected and they don't really know, like, how do I even get back to myself, you know, and start generating that creativity? Yeah. Like I, yes. I know that in personal, like our job is basically to put a ladder from people's head to their heart. So, um, what are some insights or steps for people to kind of go from the mind to the heart? Right. Um, great question. Again, it's really about, not ignoring yourself and most of people wait like you know function we, we we wait for something to end in order to start something so we have all those lists of tasks and we think okay when i will finish at the end of the week i will finally sit down and maybe paint Right. Or maybe mm. I will write this letter or maybe I will write this article. Or maybe I will cook or maybe whatever that is. By the end of the week, you are so exhausted because you didn't fill your cup the whole week through. And it's impossible. And, and then you go to the to the basically mode of surviving. And we start to burn out. And we lose our entire motivation, our entire inspiration. And we're like, yeah, this job, it doesn't work. But I promise you, every job will not work if you function like that. So it's not about the job. Mm. It's really about creating a space for yourself every single day. So in the morning, before you start any work at 10 a.m., for example, take time for yourself. What can you do that fills your cup? If writing it really is a source for, of inspiration and you know that whatever you will do that day doesn't really inspire you, you, you it's, it's very beneficial to start with something that inspires you so it can fill your cup and then you will do all the rest with actually pleasure because you will feel good. And when you feel good, whatever you do, you just do better. So every morning, it's mm -hmm. like, what can I do for myself? I, for example, wake up, I start my day with meditation. I write. I love writing. Writing give, gives me energy. It doesn't take energy from me. So I will write and maybe call someone. Whatever it is that is actually charging me. And then I fill my cup and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start my day. And like this, I keep my balance every single day. So if something happens, if you, I don't wait any longer for weekends to do things I want to do, if I want to go for a walk 
and I still have to work. Well, I will wake up an hour earlier and I will go for a walk. It's really about mm. just honoring yourself and your needs and making time for yourself. You are the most important person in your life. We are so good to honor our friends and our family and fulfill their needs, but we keep ignoring our own. It doesn't work like that. Mm. Hey, U-Turners, so sorry for the quick interruption, but if you're anything like me working from home, this quarantine has got you craving some structure. And I've gotten so much out of committing to a morning routine. Every single morning that's looked like burning some Palo Santo, sipping some coffee, journaling, and of course, making my protein shake with Organifi's vanilla or chocolate protein powder. I replace one meal a day with this protein powder. I just grab my Vitamix, I put in a scoop of their vanilla protein, frozen organic blueberries, a scoop of sunflower butter, and coconut milk into the blender, and boom! That gets my little candy-addicted five-year-old living inside of me so happy, feeling like she just started her workday with what tastes like a dessert that is somehow healthy. So if you follow me on the gram, you know that even when I try to eat healthy, I tend to have little snacksidents, and that's why I'm so grateful Organifi is now sponsoring the U-Turn podcast. It is so great to have their support. So if you are looking for some consistency and structure in your diet, I cannot recommend their protein powder enough, and they just upped our discount with them to 20% off. So just head on over to Organifi.com slash U-Turn. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. And don't forget to use the U-Turn code at checkout. Now let's get back to this week's episode. It's funny you're saying this because I'd kind of discovered this on my own and spoke about it on this podcast at one point or another, where I talked about how when I'm feeling blocked or stuck, all I have to do is like get back to myself. And what I do to get back to myself is think about like, what are the things that make me feel myself? Mm-hmm. And it's like a hip hop dance class or like seeing friends and going dancing or something like that. And when I do that, I feel myself again. I think I actually met you Dorota, with friends like at a dinner. So I was out being myself then too, you know? (laughs) Um, Yes. So I know I had discovered personally that when I made it a priority to get back to myself and do the things that make me feel the most alive, like a lot got a lot easier. As far as like, you know, getting present and getting into that state, are there certain practices you have or things you do in your home to kind of cultivate that. Like I know in the morning for me, I, you know, I have my puppy now, so I'm like taking him out. But then as soon as I put him in his little playpen, I'm like brewing coffee, putting on a candle, putting on an inset, grabbing a deck of cards to pull a card for the morning. Like I'm lucky if I get time to journal with this dog, like (laughs) screaming at me. But like, do you have any practice? that help you? I think what you just mentioned is really, really valuable. It's to make every moment special. Like by small things like you just mentioned, putting candle on, preparing things for, you know, when you wake up. It's 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 actually such a small things, but it, it really makes those moments unique. And all we ever care about is just to feel joyful and happy, no matter where we are. And Whenever we feel discomfort, it's because we want to be somewhere else. And whenever we want 
when, yeah, whenever we want to be somewhere else, I ask myself, what can I do about this moment to make it special? Like what can, how can I create this moment to make it special? Every single time my mind goes to the future, which means when your mind goes to the future, it creates a fear, absence, and rejection. Fear that whatever you dream about might not happen. Absence of whatever you imagine is not here right now that you imagine will make you happy and rejection and rejection of what is here and now. So those feelings literally can make you feel good. You start to feel sad. You start to feel depressed. You start to feel, feel just misaligned. So whenever I notice my thoughts going there, going into the future, I will bring myself right back to the present moment. And two questions I'm asking myself is how can I make this moment special? And the second question is, what if I will never be anything more than I am here and now? Could I be okay with it? And that puts this entire pressure of me trying to become or achieve something just away. And it, it really brings me the feeling of gratitude for everything that I did accomplish already, for everything that I did overcome, for everything that I did let go of. And this gratitude for who I am today, right now. And when you just reprogram your mind thinking like that, with the time, you will start to live in the present moment. It's just a matter of repetition. We've been programmed to live in the future. Whenever, when we are little, everyone is asking us, who would you like to be when you grow up? I mean, it's the worst question you can ever ask a child. They have no idea. I have no idea who I'm, am I going to be tomorrow. And so this forcing us to, to plan ahead so much literally program us in, to be in a certain way. And it takes approximately 18 times of repetition for human mind to reprogram itself. So it's just a matter of patience and really just like stick these questions like around, you know, your house or in the fridge, like small questions that can bring you back to the present moment. And with the time you will see massive difference, not only on your level of happiness in general, but just like how creative you are going to become. Mm, mm. and um you, you talk about making moments special and I, I find that so sweet and I was just looking at the pdf uh, document of like you and your picture and you look so artistic just like as a human like when you put yourself together <laughs> and I really love that like, I, 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 I feel like sometimes I got swept up in like influencer land when deep down I'm kind of just like a poet you know mm. um so whenever I'm around artistic people, I had this really healing experience actually. Um, like I think it was a year ago this week that I was selected to go on a trip to Israel. Have you ever heard of those reality trips? I have not. Um, it's a, Oh, it's amazing. It's like a free trip to Israel for a bunch of, uh, creatives. And there's a track called the storytellers. And I was chosen to go on the storytellers track and it's like 40 people on a bus in Israel for 10 days and they're completely toured around and housed and everything. And because I was on the storyteller track, I thought to myself, like, you know, this is going to be a bunch of writers like me, you know, like I'm so used to personal development writers and we talk about a lot of similar things, but maybe we express them differently. But in this case, I was surrounded by, um, TV show writers and, 
it, it was like the most nurturing thing that I did for myself and my creativity to be around writers who are so different than me. Yes. Um, and I also know that this kind of creativity, this kind of way of being that's so natural for you or for me, isn't always like natural, like for other people, like whether they struggle to decorate their home or, you know, put themselves together with fashion, you know, like what are some little, um, thoughts or tips that you might have for people to, um, find who they are creatively, um, if they're getting present, like, is there any journal prompts that they could write or questions they could answer to kind of tune in? Mm. Well, everyone has a different expression of creativity. Once can, you know, uh, be creative, personally creative, which means he will dress up in an amazing, eccentric, original way. But that won't be person who will be doing any creative work, for instance. And on the other hand, you have, a, you have people who are doing and working as a creative directors or fashion designers and they wear you know they does they don't look like anyone creative for example alexander mcqueen one of the biggest geniuses in the in in this in the last century and and what he wore like this his clothes were were far from being original um that he was wearing personally so creativity really expresses itself in many, many different ways. And I think the most important is to remember that all of us are creative. We were born creative. We were all having imaginary friends. We were all doing a castle from sun. We were all having that capacity. And then something happened along, along the way that we stopped expressing ourselves. We started to filter our behavior, edit our, how we are, um, showing up and, and sort of adapt our attitudes to wherever, to, to our environments. And I think to discover where is our creativity is to, first of all, take all your masks off all the sheets of protection you have put on yourself and simply express yourself. And for every person, that expression will be different. Some will do things and create things with their hands. So some of, some of us will, will simply cook and some of us will simply speak in a more original way. Like it doesn't matter how the creativity expresses itself. The most important is to simply express who you are and who you truly are without editing who you are. And um, I love to, to really um, point out that it's not about what is creativity, it's about really where is creativity. And creativity is a combination of everything you have ever seen, everything you have ever smelled, everything you went through, all your experiences, all the books you have read, all the people you have loved. And the mixture of that, your brain takes all your experiences, blends it to create something new. So everything, who, who you are, already is the very, the very creativity that is inside you. And how can you use those experiences to create something out of it? is basically for you to figure out. But it's going to be very mm. unique and very beautiful um, because it's going to be yours and very yours. 
Does it make sense? Mm, I love this. I see contemplative neuroscience. And then I also see neuroscience of mindfulness. Like what is contemplative neuroscience and what does the neuroscience of mindfulness even mean? <laughs> well, neuroscience is basically how we can train our brain waves. Uh, in order to get us more to both creative, productive state and alpha state. So I worked, uh, maybe not work, I, I experienced a lot of techno- neuroscience technology uh, that basically is a technology that, that, that trains your mind in a very specific way with the very specific psychological tools and meditative tools in order to teach your brain to create new neural pathways. So um, I, for example, um, experience and work with 40 Years of Zen that is um, a program invented by Dave Asprey who Mm -hmm. built um, machines um, that will basically, within a five days of experience, give you the same effect that 40 years of meditation so now how can you basically train your brain to get there it's it's without um technology is very hard um but with the use of technology and this is where uh, we are heading um right now with our world which is which is very very fascinating conscious technology can really speed up our actually growth uh, and specifically neuroscience does it make sense Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. And, um, I was also thinking a little bit about just, um, you know, you talking about reinventing who you are and you, you talk a lot about people finding themselves. Um, but I know a lot of people, whether they're present or not, it's, it feels so hard to figure out who they are, especially because we're so much bigger than anything anyway. Yes. Um, what do you think holds people back the most from being able to get connected to who they truly are so that they can get out there and be more creative and inspired? Um, I believe that it is actually amazing to not know who you are because Mm. it doesn't mean to not feel who you are. And I don't, Mm. I believe that you can't think who you are and feel who you are at the same time. And again, it's the difference between our heart and our mind. Our mind creates all these frames around ourselves, all those adjectives that we call our personality or we call who we are. But actually, it's not nothing else but a limitation. Because once you put that stamp on yourself, very often people stick to it and people don't... Um, unable basically themselves to grow, to rediscover this themselves, to re-experience of themselves. And I believe that it's actually forgetting who you are that is much more powerful. It's like stripping off all those frames and all those adjectives, whatever you think about yourself, and to wake up every day and discover yourself anew. And by just committing mm, to that, to waking up, what do I feel like today? Who do I feel like? Who do I want to become? How do I want to manifest to the world? How do I want to manifest to, to, to my loved ones? Like how, how do I choose to be with them in that specific moment? It's so much more powerful than telling this is who I am 
take it or leave it or accept it. And very often in a relationship, people will say, this is who I am, deal with it. But we say it to people without actually accepting ourselves. So you will ask another person to accept who you are, but you are actually far from accepting yourself because you don't know who you are. And, mm. and so I believe that really, uh, if you don't know who you are, great, feel who you are and feel what you just just focus on that feeling what do you feel like in every moment keep discovering yourself you might be so surprised you are much more likely to unlock your golden shadows which are hidden talents um, within yourself if you actually experiment with yourself if you try new things if you if you let yourself to do things differently let yourself to be someone different let yourself to just you know get out of your comfort zone and and experiment with yourself a little bit you give yourself much much bigger chance to actually surprise yourself in a very good way I love that. I sometimes, that's why I love fashion. I feel like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, who do I want to be today? And like, sometimes exactly. it's Audrey Hepburn and then sometimes it's like, yes. Yeah. And you don't need to have one style. You don't. What do you feel like today? That's it. Thank you for all of this incredible information. Where can everybody keep learning from you and find you? Well, you can visit my website, which is um and um, I'm also launching a conscious creativity course so you can sign up for a, a, an early bird uh, there will be a lots of a lots of goodies and a lots of amazing content we will be releasing and so that will be dorotastanchek.com uh, slash course and you, please feel free to reach out you have my emails there all the contact information and and yeah and i look forward to hear from you oh i'll make sure to put your site and everything in the show notes for everybody too and thanks again for being here thank you so much Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. In the meantime, if you heard about any resource that you're interested in from one of our guests, you can find it listed in our show notes on the podcast tab of my website, ashleystahl.com. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com. On that page, you'll also see our free quiz to help you discover what career path you're actually meant for. And of course, we cannot thank you enough for written podcast reviews. I read every single one. I get so motivated from reading your words and it just means the world to me that you take a moment if you have an Apple device and you write an actual review for me. Thank you so much for doing that. Appreciate you being here and cannot wait to connect with you next week.